0: Howdy folks, this is Dr. Matt Grishup, director of the Grimm Family Center for Organic Production and Research at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, and you're joining us for Organic Chat. Well, it's a pleasure to be here for our second Organic Chat. Um, I'm sitting here with Mo Lee. So Mo has worked with us at the organic farm for two years. They started out as an enterprise student and then hired onto our farm crew and, I thought this would be a great chance to chat with a student who's got a fairly long history with a farm. So thank you so much for joining us, Mo. It's great to have you here. So kind of as a first question, what are three things that you think about when you think organic agriculture or organic farming?
1: Um, thanks for having me. Uh, and I think that three things that I would think about when it comes to organics and organic agriculture is usually small scale Um, and then I also think about the misconceptions that people have about uh, organics I think and then kind of the biases around those as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of interactions that I've had with other students on the farm uh, opened my eyes a lot to how we're very like Uh, conventional oriented and I think a lot of people who come from conventional backgrounds think that organics is um, not viable or Mm -hmm. it's kind of silly when you could do it in a conventional way and make money and like we kind of feel like there's no way anybody's ever going to be in organics. Um, So I kind of think about that but then I also think about uh, just the good and like it's so fun and Positive, and, and you can feel kind of like clean about everything. I don't mm-hmm. know that kind. Of, I get that air um, when I'm involved in organics as opposed to conventional, but yeah.
0: Less personal protective equipment. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> never had to do that. Um, never had to wait to go out into the field because of some um, pesticide being sprayed. Now we got to wait or a required mm-hmm. amount of time. Like that never happens. So.
0: It's really, it's nice. Yeah. So I'm really curious. You, you talked about some of the misconceptions. So it sounds like one misconception is, you know, obviously, you know, we serve all kinds of agriculture and we work with all kinds of students who approach agriculture in different ways, just like our faculty do. Mm-hmm. And one of those misconceptions is sort of the viability, I think is the word you used, of organic production. Mm-hmm. Are there other misconceptions that that you've run across or, or maybe even are there misconceptions that you've kind of... Um, found in your own organic journey as you've worked for a couple of years and gotten involved in in our production?
1: I think there's kind of two sides of it because like uh, I think that people who are typically involved in conventional are like they are more yeah they're more involved in conventional <clears throat> they tend to think that organics is not viable and then people who are really involved in organics tend to think that it's the only option, or mm-hmm. like if you're doing it conventional, why would you be doing it conventional? <clears throat> and that organic can feed the world. Like you're, there's no place for conventional, which I also think is a misconception, because mm-hmm. it is more typically small scale, but you can do it on bigger scales. Um, It's just there is a place for everything, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know if that totally gets to your question.
0: No, I think, I think so. That's, that's a really interesting perspective. And it's, it's one I would definitely share with you. I mean, I've, in my sort of farming journey, both farming at a very small scale, non-certified, but organic um, CSA, but then also with, you know, the vast range of growers and production systems that I've had the privilege of experiencing, it's, it's all farming, you know, and, and for me always it's, it's, you know, the person farming, or the people farming are the ones that ultimately are going to bear the consequences of the production practices they choose. And for me, well, like when I had an extension appointment, it was always, you know, this. I had this realization: I'm not going to feed your kids; you're going to feed your kids. <laughs> so, so you know, I'm here to try to help provide options, and and you know, there may be a way that I like to farm, and you know, we went broke, um, <laughs> but but ultimately, you've got to you've got to bear the consequence. So it's it's really all farming, and it's it's how we do it, and. Um, organic is, is one way to it. It's obviously a way I think both of us are very passionate about, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it's the only way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we I'm, um, yeah. well, thanks, I, I, I awesome conversation there. <laughs> so as a, st- well, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your your student experience here at Cal Poly. Like what, what's your uh, degree program? And, and then how did you, obviously you took the enterprise, but was there something else that maybe drew you into our community here at the organic farm?
1: Yeah, so I started out when I applied for Cal Poly under soil science. Oh, cool. Um, I switched my major into environmental management and protection, which is what I'm graduating in this quarter, actually. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. And I'm getting a minor in sustainable agriculture, which is why I did the organics enterprise and also our intro to organics class. Um, I started beekeeping actually with my mom when really? I was like 16 so um, I've been doing that for a long time That's and awesome. that really started my passion towards sustainable food growing and um, yeah and just thinking about better ways that we can f- feed people um, it, it's not hurting the planet like we have to figure out a way to feed mm-hmm. everybody here without causing more damage um, I think so that seemed like something that was really inspiring to me uh, and I wanted to get the Sustainable Ag minor. and did some extra soil science classes through that um, and just got, I started working here through the enterprise and I really loved everybody I was working with. Honestly, it was the people that made it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really fun. I loved being outside and working in the garden and the soil and just kind of, I don't know, there's something about it that's so fulfilling to me. Mm-hmm. So um, I really loved that, and then I asked Dan at the time, who was the, the lead um, mm-hmm. of the department, if I could join the crew, because I really had a good time after my enterprise, and they interviewed me, whatever, and, um, and now I'm here, a year and a half later.
0: So, yeah. yeah, well, and we're grateful for it. I mean, well, you actually predate my involvement with the farm, so <laughs> it's weird for me to say we, but yeah, it is us. We are a community, and, and it, it's really great to have you here. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe shifting gears a little bit, another question that really occurs to me based on what, what you just shared is what, you know, what have been the sort of biggest points of value or the biggest things that you feel like you've really gotten from being able to be here at Cal Poly working on the organic farm?
1: Hmm. I think that, that's a good question. Um, (laughs) um i think the actual practical knowledge of being on Mm -hmm. a farm and how it works day to day has been the most eye-opening to me and like the place where i think i've gained the most value Mm -hmm. from working here because it really is full circle student run student led whatever um production um from planting, driving tractors. Like I was always stunned that you could just hop on any tractor and get it to go and then go do the job. And you're like, okay, nobody really taught me how to do this, but I'll figure it out. And just that amount of, um, learn by doing as cheesy as it is to say, um, -hmm. we just kind of have some trust and faith in your abilities to get things done and do it the right way. You're going to make mistakes and that's fine. We're all learning. So that like attitude and mentality towards just trying things and seeing how they go and figuring it out as you go um has been really cool and then to go towards the harvesting aspect and Mm -hmm. being able to get everything out of the field and then actually going to markets I've been running markets for probably a year now too um every every week going and interacting with the community and everybody's always so happy that we have organics and and that has also offered some interesting perspective, I think, um, on how people like treat organic agriculture versus conventional agriculture. Whenever we have conventional stuff on the stand, they're always like, oh, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, you, have to, <laughs> you have to have both. We really do have to understand both sides of the story, right. I think, because it's been done one way for so long. And to just ignore that is kind of silly in my view. And if you want to create any change, you have to understand the system that you're working in. So yeah, I think that's um, a
0: great point. Yeah. And that's, I know, you know, um, Kelly and I, um, and you know, Kelly and I, Kelly, like me, is m- maybe a little newer than you to the farm even. Um, Kelly's our, our farm supervisor. Um, we're both very passionate about making sure that the students who work with the crops unit, which, you know, is the umbrella under which the organic operation is under, Are presented with that experience to experience, Hey, well, here's perennials and all our perennials are conventional, but then here's conventional vegetables. Mm -hmm. And, and I definitely feel again, farming is farming and, um, getting a feel and experience for all the different sort of flavors is what's really going to allow you to come up with your own solid understanding of what it is you want out of it. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm, uh, Getting overly dogmatic, I think, just really limits your possibilities. So, so I'm really happy. I, I'm really happy to hear you say that, that. That you know, that sort of breadth of experience has been something that that you've you found um, value or joy yeah. in. So, Definitely. yeah. So, um, so, hey, here's another question. So, <laughs> if I, I love this question, and someone asked me at once, um, if you had a magic wand and you could just do one thing. Um related to the organic farm. So you, you could just make something happen. Doesn't matter how big, how small, what would it be? And if you if you have to have two, you can have two, two magic wands.
1: Um I would say, okay, so probably 40% of this job is irrigation, or at least it has been mm-hmm. in the past. We've been doing a lot of production. Um, but just some making irrigation more um efficient. Okay. less wasteful I think also Kelly has done an amazing job at reducing the amount of waste that we have on this farm mm-hmm. um, and I'm super grateful for that because before that you would come and you would just kind of feel sad because you're doing all this great stuff and you're trying to be productive and do things in a new and clean way and then there's plastic everywhere and you're using plastic mulch and everything's mm-hmm. kind of just yeah. a too difficult and it's a, feels like there's got to be a better way um, for a lot of things, like even just pest management and moisture control. So um, I think finding a way to use less, like just increasing efficiency and, and reducing mm-hmm. waste is something I'm sure every farm wishes that they could do if they that's had a magic wand.
0: part of sustainability. Yeah,
1: it is. Um, but it's not an easy, easy thing by any means. So yeah. 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 Um, I think that'd be my thing. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one.
0: That's great, I love it. Um, so what's, what's next for you, Mo? I mean, you're, mm. you're coming up on, on graduation, which means that you, you won't be a student employee on the farm much longer, which I'm really bummed about. <laughs> but that's the nature of students. You come, and you learn a bunch, and you go, and hopefully you do wonderful things with it. So what are the wonderful things that, that you want to do next?
1: Um. It's a good question. I think uh, everybody loves to ask it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the old people. We do that. And I, I don't really have the best answer. Um, I think I'm gonna stay here in slow. Um, would love to work with City Farm Slow. Mm-hmm. One of my. Um, one of my roommates is in education, and another one of them works at the Children's Center on campus. Um, and one of their teachers actually started a life-learning school over there at City oh, of excellent. Mm-hmm. Um And they farm on the, on, the, on the grounds, and they have a class of like 25 kids from ages probably like 6 to 10. They all just go and they learn um, about how to grow things. They build fires every day. Like honestly, it's one of the more inspiring things I've seen happen recently. That's so super cool. It is really cool. Um, and they, uh, I just something that involves community and trying to mm-hmm. um, grow community and move us forward in some aspect. I think is something I'm really passionate about. Um, my mom has been a shop steward for 35 years like union oh, wow. organizer. So I grew up on picket lines and stuff like that. Oh, it's wow. kind of in my blood. <laughs> so yeah, something that involves community organization, I think is where I'm headed. Um, not that it's a, the easiest thing to search for uh, when you're looking through a job board, but uh, just trying to be involved in the community and see where I can go next. Um, and then also hopefully study abroad a little bit. Oh, nice. Um, if possible or if not study abroad, I guess work abroad, um, in other systems, um, and trying to, uh, help people in, in other, other places. But it's all very general and vague. No, no, that's specifics. great. That's a great place to be. <laughs> I mean, you've got
0: a lot of opportunities out in front of you. And I think, you know, with that community work, it's so vital. And I mean, what I found in my professional life is it's needed everywhere. And, uh, Sometimes people don't want to pay for it, but, um, but it's really needed everywhere. And I think, um, more so now, maybe even than 20 years ago, yeah. um, or maybe more so then than 20 years before that. But so you mentioned your, your mom's a shop steward. What, mm-hmm. what industry is she? Uh,
1: hotel in a hotel and restaurant. There? She works at oh, wow. the San Francisco Hilton. Hotel. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, she's worked there a long time. She wow. helps them um, negotiate contracts and stuff like that um, as well. So she does a lot of organizing.
0: That would yeah. That would definitely, I think, provide an interesting flavor to growing up, mm-hmm. <laughs> in yeah. a big way.
1: Yeah, seeing papers sprawled out everywhere, trying to go over time sheets, make sure that everybody's getting the pay they deserve. Right. and, and yeah,
0: wage theft is a thing.
1: Definitely a thing. <laughs> and you know what? She's real good at her job. <laughs> she gets people paid. Um, yeah. So it was very. She's very driven and passionate and. Um,
0: but you mentioned you did beekeeping uh with your mom as well. So tell us about that. How does, how does a shop steward at the Uh Holton in San Francisco also do beekeeping? She's
1: a, she's a pretty remarkable woman. Actually, I definitely draw a lot of inspiration from her. Um, she is always on the move. Um, so she, we, have done a lot of things together over the years but she's always loved gardening like that's okay. her part of stress relief and i mm-hmm. think that's true for a lot of people um she's a very like high intensity job she works in a kitchen she's a chef yeah. um so She's surrounded by food, so she has the love of food already. And um, me being a kid, I was like, hey, mom, what if we started beekeeping? And she was like, are you, oh, wow. are you serious? And so you
0: all you all took this on together. It yeah. truly was yes. like you and your mom yeah. came up with this idea and are doing That's yeah. so cool.
1: And we got really involved in it. And now she keeps, we had like two hives and mm-hmm. we were going to classes. And I'm from the Bay Area. Um, and they have an amazing uh, bee association there, the uh, ACBA. And... They have so many lecturers come in and they really try and provide information for the community that is super valuable and important. And they are their own community that is just constantly offering support with one another. So we got really involved in that um, mm-hmm. and just met a lot of great people that were really supportive and kind and so open with their knowledge and information. That was so like refreshing. I think a lot of times when people get good at something, they kind of think nobody else should do it. Um, yeah. Like, I got it down. Why are you trying to do this? I don't want to teach you. But everybody was so open and, and um, accepting and welcoming that it was really encouraging. And we lost our hives the first year. Um,
0: That's pretty typical. Yeah,
1: super typical. Every every new beekeeper is going to lose their hives in the first year. Um, but we went back at it mm-hmm. and uh, we just kept growing our little apiary on the roof of our shed. <laughs> And it was, uh, we probably ended up with eight hives by the time I left wow. I had to go to college and she's now keeping, I want to say anywhere from 20 to 40 hives all around the county. Um, oh, wow. yeah, she helps out in Fremont and, um, and Concord and around Oakland and
0: she that's keeps... a big range.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. She's a busy lady for sure. Uh, well, that
0: is so cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing, um, about, you know, what you've, Taken from your time here at the farm, and a little bit about what you do here at the farm, and and, and sort of how you got here, and maybe a little bit on where you're headed next. Um, it's been really great having a conversation with you, Mo. And thank you so much. We really value the time that you spent with us, and um, it's it's just great. Ultimately, um, you know, students like yourself that's why we're here. I mean, that, that's really the purpose of, of Cal Poly, and that's a major purpose for the, the Graham Organic Center. Um, so thank you, and thanks for sharing with us today. It's really awesome to get this time with you. Thanks for listening to Organic Chat. This podcast is recorded on the Cal Poly campus, production provided by our production engineer, Mary Nascimento.